Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. How are you today? Just lovely. Okay, wonderful. It's episode 77. Okay. The real estate virtues. Seems like a lucky number. I. It is actually. I was born in 1977. Really? Yeah, seven is one of my lucky numbers. <laughs> <laughs> this is legitimately a lucky number. So yeah, there you go, 77. Hmm. Um, it might sound like the real estate virtues are something that already exists, but we sort of made it up. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I didn't realize there was like um, Aristotle's 12 virtues. Oh my gosh, I looked at those. And then there's the seven virtues of the Bible. They're different. And then we're about to give the real estate, the real estate virtues, virtues according to Hustle Humbly. Uh-huh. What exactly. is a virtue? Yeah, tell us Shall I read the definition? Please, because I do think there that we need to know the definition. It is a behavior showing high moral standards. A lot of pressure there. I know. So it's basically behaviors that you need yes. to be successful in real estate. Yes. And we just have a plethora of things I to talk about. I came up with a really today. long list. Aristotle only had 12. But okay. I might, I ha- yeah, we, how many, do you know how many you have today? Um, I have some written down, but I feel like there's more. That, that I wrote down gonna, 13. Oh, wow. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Okay, great. We'll see where we overlap. Yeah. Um, Because the fun part of the show is that we don't always share our notes with each other before we start. (laughs) Um, Okay. When I, what I want to say too, before we start, how do you feel like this is different then? So when we've done something like, you know, don't be a, or how to deal with a, or like, you know, emotional things or dealing with an unhappy client, like, do you feel like the real estate virtues are going to pull some of the characteristics we've talked about and just put them into a a home together. Some of these things we have not talked about before. The virtues might be things that help you deal with those situations. Agree. And so I was, I kind of went down the rabbit hole of virtues. Great. Tell us about it. So ethics is more of your personal, how you view life. Yes. Virtues are more how you are in your community. Okay, right. So like how it affects others. So we're working with the public. Yes. And also virtues, the good news is people, (laughs) virtues are habits. Yes. So you can learn them. That's what good point. It's okay if you... You could get better at that. You could get better. You could practice. But if you're an unethical person, you're you're just kind of in trouble. (laughs) It makes perfect sense, though. So the virtues, the reason why we're talking about them is there's something you could work on in your own life and character and your business. Yes. To make it better. (laughs) Uh, I also wanted to say, I know this airs towards the end of January, I have not yet picked my word of the year. 
Me either. And I felt like as I was making (laughs) this list, there were some really good candidates for word of the year. So as we're going through the virtues, if you hear one that screams out to you, I really need that in my life, maybe make that your word of the year. Yeah, that would be good. Pick a virtue that you want to focus on. Yeah, I think that would be really nice. Because it said that your virtues can be developed through practice, Mm -hmm. but they can also be corrupted through practice. Oh, so it's no. a double-edged sword because if you're not implementing, oh no, then you could be hurting yourself in that area. Okay, so it you know it always goes back to mindset. Always. Okay, I love it, and you know we like a good mindset episode. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to start us off with? I don't. Why have- don't you start? Because I'm also questioning if some of my virtues aren't virtues. <laughs> now that you've read the definition, if they are perhaps skills. Oh, okay. That's fine. I'll start. Okay. And I have these in no particular order. Okay. I'm not. uh, Anyway. Number one, simplicity. Hmm. My favorite. I feel like we've talked about this before. We talk about shiny objects. We talk about realtors overcomplicating things. I think simplicity is important, especially for our clients, because we don't want to make them confused. (laughs) Right. And we don't want to make our life so difficult Mm -hmm. that we can't like get the basics done. And I think that that is what leads to burnout the most is when people are not keeping things simple. Yeah. They feel like they should be doing this or they should be doing that or they should be doing more, more, more. Yeah. And really, that's why you're perhaps not succeeding. Agree. Because you're doing too much. Agree. And it's not the right area that you even need to be in. Right. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to share one? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm like nervous. Do you want me to just go through mine? Yeah, let's just talk about yours for a little bit. Fine. Okay. Number, my number two virtue I have here is listening. I have that. Okay. So I would call that a skill. Yes. But also a, a virtue. You can be better at listening. Yeah. You could be a good listener. A good listener. Like what? And why is this so important? Why did you write it down? I wrote it down because I have found more times than not, especially When working with buyers, Mm -hmm. it's more important what they're not saying. Oh, yeah. And so that is why I tell my buyers to send me your list, but I need to see the houses that are catching your eye. Yeah. Because I need to understand what you're actually looking for. Right. And the list is helpful for me to set up my search But then they send me houses and I go, well, wait a minute. You said you had to have this. This house doesn't. doesn't. And you're sending it to me wanting to go see it. Oh, well, I don't have to have that. Right. Yes. I also think that listening is reading in between the lines, Mm -hmm. just like that. So when someone is talking to you or if you're working with a couple, you can't just listen to one. No. And you you have to try to understand, well, you said the most important thing is that you're closer to work. Mm -hmm. So I know that this house is bright and shiny and has all your things, but... It doesn't change your commute, which was the whole point of moving. So, like, you have to really be listening to their lifestyle issues, what their needs are. And sometimes they don't know how to verbalize what the house should be, but they know what their problems are. So, in that, I had being a good communicator. Yes. And being able to be honest. Yes. Which is another big one. For sure. And because I can't tell you how many times I have had a buyer send me five houses they want to see. Mm-hmm. And you know, I make my notes yes. next to each one. And I'll say, hey, this one was outside of the city limits right. that you said. This one does not have a garage. You said that the garages were non-negotiable. 
but these other two, you know, like it helps you right. in your business and it lets them know, oh, I didn't even realize they don't know like we do. Yeah, right. Right. We look at houses all day long. Yeah. They see the picture of the kitchen. Yeah. And they're like, this is go, it. Oh my gosh. But also communicating with both spouses mm-hmm. when both when the spouses are different. Yeah. And if there is a spouse that tries to communicate on the side, oh, like, God. look. My husband says this, but I think if we show, you know, really know. being honest and saying, look, I don't want to waste your time. But you all have to buy the same My house. Time, yes. I try to keep them on a group text. If we're, if they start texting me on the side. Yeah. I can't like, do that. Mm, or emailing me on the side or whatever form of communicate. Calls are hard because once they're on the phone, what are you going to do? Yeah. But yeah, that's rough. Okay. So communication and listening really are hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that. All right. You want another one of mine? Yeah. Okay. I have... Okay, well, great. I'm going to tell a story first before I tell you this one. Okay. Actually, I'll tell you what it is. It is patience. (laughs) Number one, um, Connor Brooks requested an episode on patience, and he was asking for it in reference to being patient with a difficult buyer, which I do think is key. Yeah. Uh, But I had a recent client, a buyer, say to me, she said, you really are the most patient person. We so appreciate it. She (laughs) says, I can now see that um, realtors really have to have a lot of patience. And it was simply because they they needed to go back to the house a couple of times, like before they could make their offer. And it was a big deal. And they were like, and then I would have to stay there for a while. One day they brought their parents. We needed the parents to see. And then I would stay there for a while. And, and she was like, so like, thank you so much for being so patient. I'm like, oh, it's knit. this is it. This is part of the deal. Yeah. But I think that patience really covers a lot of micro stuff, like mm-hmm. being patient in that way, just waiting while people like get to where they need to be in their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then macro stuff, like you have to be patient if you're using systems or if you're trying to work your database, if you're trying to build your business, like none of that stuff happens overnight. No. So I think that one is probably one of my like, a number one, if you had to work on anything, work on your patience. It's funny because I had a lender um, that recently bought a house. Okay. And he was telling me that when he was organizing his loan things, yes. he ran estimates at, well, what if the house is 327 right. versus 325? Oh, my word. Or, you know, because he has access to the, the calculator. Like, so he just... Mm-hmm. Anytime he wondered, he's like, I wonder how much of it is. He goes, I'm not going to lie. This has been so good for me buying to my own. S- to be on the other side. Because it, when you get those emails mm-hmm. that we think are, dude, it's $2,000. It changes your monthly note like $8 or something. Right. <laughs> he said it really made me empathize with mm-hmm. them. So I had empathy. Oh, I like that. Being able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Yes. And say... This may not seem like a big deal to me. Right. And it seems kind of silly that this is what they're fretting over. Mm-hmm. But until you are in that emotional situation, I mean, we yep. do this all the time. That's the thing. We're desensitized to the yeah. process, especially mm-hmm. if you've been doing it a long time or you're, you know, doing a lot of transactions. Mm-hmm. They're just like, they come and go. You see the same thing over and over again. But these people, they may be in that house for 10 years. Right. This is a big deal. It's a once in a 10 year span, you know, occurrence for them. And it's funny because I felt like every time I wrote down a virtue, mm-hmm. I wrote down a counter virtue. <laughs> what was the counter virtue? The boundaries. <laughs> like emotional boundaries, right. um, time boundaries. Yeah. Because at some point, 
you also have to, I empathize with you, but I also have to help explain to you uh, that this is the process. That's wonderful. It leads right into the next thing I wrote, which was professionalism. Okay. We have done a whole entire episode on this, so I'm not going to expand on it greatly, but I do think it's a virtue. So you need to empathize. You need to have the patience. You need to be listening, but you also need to be doing that framed as a professional. And mm-hmm. so that requires you to Share your boundaries. Give mm-hmm. them the process. Don't let them, you know, run you ragged and, and run the show. You have to tell them. I think sticking to the process is so important. So I just had a buyer recently that um, I think we asked for six things for the seller to repair Okay, on the repair request. Well, the seller has been wonderful and sending me really good receipts and documentation. Mm-hmm. And I had the conversation with my buyer ahead of time. Look, I always think it's best to negotiate money. You can hire your own people. He said, no, I really just don't want to deal with these things. I said, that's fine. Um, They do have to provide receipts. Well, I got the first receipt and I emailed it to him to just say, hey, here's the receipt for the electrical. Okay, when can we go by the house to check these things? (laughs) And I said, at the final walkthrough. Right. Like that is when we go. Yeah. And um, he said, well, when is that? I said, remember, it's f- within five days. Well, what if something's not right? Well, that's why I wanted I you said, to take the money. I said, well, we have a receipt from a licensed electrician. So if it's not right, we will call the electrician and get it handled. But every time I sent him a receipt, he would say, when can we go check it? And I would remind him oh, at wow. the final. So I stopped. I just accumulated all the receipts. And did it all at once. And did it all at once with an email that said, we will check all of these items at the yeah. final walkthrough. You're welcome to hire the home inspector again if back. you're really nervous because uh-huh. you seem really nervous. Yeah, right. But guess what we're not going to do? Because the other thing is that the sellers were mid-packing. Okay. They, it was an occupied home. Yeah, they're they're busy. Yes. They, we cannot be going over there every weekend. No. And so it's also our job to p- enforce the boundaries, mm-hmm. not just for ourselves, but yeah. for the transaction. We can't be right. kicking sellers out their house. Or, no. And I will say it is really hard when the house is vacant. Yeah, right. Because you're like, I don't have a good reason. I don't have, except for the fact that this is how the process works. Right. You know, but I do have in the template, um, once the buyer is under contract, that, hey, this is when our inspection is. Yeah, that's your one time to be this there. This is your time. This yeah. is your time to measure. Mm-hmm. Bring your family. Bring your family. Mm-hmm. Bring your boss, your friends. Right. Like, this is the time. I, look, and I think, yes, there are always going to be outliers and people who don't listen when they sure. get that email. But I've had a lot of people be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I know we're only allowed to go this one time, but we really need to go meet mm-hmm. a contractor or whatever. Yeah. And I will take it on a case by case and be like, look, it's fine. <laughs> we can go. It's not like... It's not right. like a black and white thing, but sure. it, there's all it's the ones who push it are going to push it the whole time. Yes, like he and wanted you to nip go it every quickly. You know? Yeah, if you say it's just like answering the text at 10 p.m. If yeah. you do it once, you're going to do it the whole time. Yep. Okay, I think that's really good. Um, do you want to hear my next one? Yep. Efficiency. Yay! I, I really did this one not just for you, but <laughs> you are literally. I think that may be your like top number one virtue to me when I think about your business. Just high, high level efficiency. Like, yeah. how can we do this easier? What can we do to make it systematized? What mm-hmm. can we do to make this easier for the client? 
how can I use five minutes wisely? How can I use an open house wisely? Like mm-hmm. that's just high, high efficiency. Yes. And I had organization. I think that's to yes, go hand, hand in hand, hand with that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is when, especially if you aren't organized. Yeah. It's so overwhelming to people because they think it's going to take weeks or that they have to have this big production. Right. But like you said, if you have, if I have 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. I can. You're getting a lot done. I can get a lot done versus people who are waiting for the day that they have a whole day. Right. And then that day never comes. Right. So they just never get organized. Well, I think that that if you're not organized and you don't have efficiency, burnout is a daily struggle. Yes. To where at the end of every day, you are just exhausted. You feel like you haven't gotten anything done. You just barely kept your head above water. Like that mentally Mm -hmm. over time, it's just going to... It's going to weigh on you physically. It's mm-hmm. going to, it's just bad, bad news. And efficiency is so easy to put in place. Mm-hmm. If you're flying by the seat of your pants in your business right now, find a way to just, what did you say the other day on Instagram? Done is better than perfect. Yes. Just, just start pick one mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I see agents that have been in the business 20, 30 years mm-hmm. and they have never had a real system in place. They, they have never mm-hmm. really gotten organized. And can I tell you, when I see those people, those are the people that I'm like, I don't want to be You can't there. be that. No. That's a that's a lifelong pattern. Like, that's just who you are at that point. Yes. Like, you, and I think it leads to long-term health issues. Yes. Sleep issues. Yes. Anxiety. I think yes. this area of business affects your health for sure because that is when you can't ever That's shut it high off. stress levels high 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 like did i remember to get yes. the termite certificate did right. i remember to tell them to you know get a cashier's check for closing did i remember oh my god like just high stress mm-hmm. that's not good for your body right okay and i think if i had to pick something and you are a i don't know anything and i don't have anything in place i just start with a template just yeah. start with five email templates. What are the things that you have to repeat over and over again to your mm-hmm. buyers and your sellers? That's the one for me that was like the magic piece mm-hmm. that really, and I, of course, I had all kinds of systems before that, but that's the one that will impact your time and your mental capacity the yeah. most for sure. Hello, friends. We are so excited that so many of you are using the template course and the reviews are just pouring in, letting us know that it has helped your business as much as it has helped our business. Yes. Listen to this review. Thank you so much for providing this wealth of information, knowledge, and template form. So far, I've used a handful and received positive feedback like, this is so professional, or I really appreciate how organized you are. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, Your clients are actually going to say that. Yes. All right, here's another one. Thank you so much for this. I can't tell you how many times I've started this and how many notebooks of samples and notes I had. <laughs> I have ADHD and it is super hard to stay focused on getting it done. Having it all in one place is going to make it so nice. That is what we're here for. No, just look, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just yeah. use these. Yeah, nice and simple, easy, ready to go, ready for you to put your own logo on, make it sound like you. So head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash course slash course and check it out that's right and you're going to enjoy them you're going to love them you're going to change your life literally fired my <laughs> assistant they are the best 
enjoy the template. Yes, enjoy. Or like if your email is out of control, Mm -hmm. um, say, you know, I'm going to unsubscribe from 10 things today. Not every day. It's when when people get into, I'm going to do this every day. Yeah, because I'm going to do this every day. Um, That is when they don't do it. Correct. And when I was reading about virtues, every time that you say you're going to do something and you don't, Mm-hmm. It makes you less likely to ever do it. <gasps> stop. Ever. Oh, my word. That's why people have to stop with these definitive statements about every day or all the time mm-hmm. or every Tuesday or starting yeah. Monday. or. Right. I mean, it, it. we are humans yes. and we are not perfect. And it takes a lot of grace to... Mm-hmm. But don't let the... Don't let that keep you from making the little victories along the way. You know, if you can, if you have a few minutes while you're waiting on a buyer, instead of looking at Instagram, go unsubscribe in your email or go clean out a few things Mm -hmm. at the back, you know, until eventually you're like, wait a minute, it's, it's kind of under control. Right. Yes. Over the last two weeks, anytime I had 10, 15 minutes, I -hmm. just swiped with my finger cleaning things out. And now... It's actually getting to a place where it's manageable. That's how projects get done. Yes. Like a little at a time. It's okay if you don't have a whole week to dedicate right? to. Right. I'm going to like lock out. myself in my office and just work on my email. But it's almost like people in their brain think, if I could just do this. I've got to do it perfect, though. Yes. It's the total perfectionism. Is per- Perfectionism is not a virtue. And I, that yeah, is the one no. <laughs> that is affecting that the most. So done is better than perfect. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you what I wrote down that plays exactly into this. I called it, my virtue name was action. Mm. Just do something. Just do it. And mm-hmm. I really chose action instead of choosing hustle. But I think hard work or worth work ethic, all those things are the same bucket. Take action. Just do something. Mm-hmm. I think action is a great word of the year. Yeah, that is good. I mean, just, instead of thinking about it or worrying about it, just just do something towards that goal, something small. Because you know my husband listens to his podcast, and I don't right. know if this was like Jocko or Joe Rogan or who it was, okay. but every morning they have like a little motivational one, mm-hmm. and they said something very interesting okay. when that he was listening to. It said... Okay, so when you say you're going to do something and you declare it, you know, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to use a real life example of one that I I can't wait. I'm going to make a video for my sellers or whatever. Okay. If you find yourself explaining to someone why you didn't do it, Uh you quit. You're a quitter. No matter what (laughs) the reason is. Like you quit. Oh no. So when you find yourself explaining or okay. rationalizing why you can't okay. sit down and clean out your email, why you can't drink oh, so much uh-huh. water a day. Uh-huh. Well, I was gonna go to the gym, but the class got moved to a different time. You're quitting. Yeah. You're in the process. You're in the of, process of quitting. <laughs> yes. You're in the rationalization process. Yeah, you're like, of quitting. it's okay to quit because I can't. Right. And these are the reasons this why. This is why. But really, the bottom line is uh, that you aren't going to try. Yeah. Like, it's you did not, not even. It's not that important to you. Right. Right. At the end of the day, if right. you are going to rationalize your way out of why you're not going to do something you said you wanted to do. It's just not important to it's you. It's just not important enough to you. 
That's and so I was like, good. You're like, he's right. Because <laughs> right. it's not like you intention. You don't even. Re- they said you don't even recognize that you're quitting. You, right. You just. You got there logically. Yes. You're like, I logiced my and way out of that thing. And then you feel good about quitting. You're like, I couldn't do that anyway. Uh, and I was thinking, this is dangerous. <laughs> how did, did they tell you how to combat this problem? Mm, just that it's a mindset thing. It's okay. And that you have to, they did say if you write something down, you can't argue with it oh, as much. Okay. So, and also being careful who you're friends with and who you're talking oh, to because you don't want them to say, oh yeah, well you can't do that. Right, right. Like you can't go work out at 5.30 ch- in right. the morning. You need them to challenge you and hold you accountable. Yes. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Very interesting. Okay. Well, I think this falls right in line with that. I have on here consistency. Ah. Oh, the magical consistency. And just like professionalism, we have dedicated an entire episode to this topic. But I wanted to make sure it was listed here in our virtues because it's really important. Yeah. And especially with exactly what we're talking about, creating habits, getting things done, getting goals met, getting projects finished consistency and it's okay if you miss a day it's okay you know you can always pick back up it's when you miss a day so you say well screw it i'm not gonna do that's anything. perfectionism right <laughs> that's that's exactly the definition of perfectionism well i didn't do it perfect so i'm out i'm just yeah i'm done oh i gotta you know i cheated on my diet mm-hmm. it's over forget it it's done mm. okay that's a good one um all right do you have another one or do you want me to share one i have self-control oh that's good and self-control can be when you have clients that are not speaking to you the way you should be spoken to, okay. it can be self-control with your emotions, uh-huh. um, not letting the stress of this job affect your affect you emotionally. Yes. But that's also like mental, yeah. you know. Oh, like fortitude? Mental yeah, fortitude? Yeah, mental fortitude. Okay, I like that. Um, And then just self-control in your business, doing what you say you're going to do. I think that's Having some systems. That's for sure a virtue. Mm -hmm. Okay. What about the sort of the, not the opposite, but Mm. flexibility? Yes. I think that, you know, a lot of people come into real estate for the flexibility. But when I think about it as a real estate virtue, it is do I let everything fall apart when I have to do an inspection on what was supposed to be my office day? Do Mm -hmm. I just move that to another day? Do I understand how to deal with a flexible schedule in a way that is a positive thing? Like I am lucky enough to make changes, you know, kind of suddenly, but how do I stay consistent? How do I keep the focus? Like how do you navigate the flexibility is maybe what, and being flexible with your clients Mm -hmm. and like, you just sort of a go with the flow kind of job. I don't know if, I guess grace is a virtue. Isn't that even a quote? Grace is for sure. <laughs> I think grace is, like grace is literally a virtue. A virtue. Yes. Like probably one of the seven biblical ones. Maybe so. But I think in order to be flexible, you have to give yourself grace. grace. If an inspection gets scheduled or if school calls and you have to pick up your kid, yeah. you can't throw your hands in the air and say, well, this is ruined. Yeah. You know, you have to say, well, this is life. Right. Things happen and I'll have to reschedule these things and it'll be fine. Yeah, but I almost feel like you have to approach it with some level of excitement. I'm excited to come back to this. Yeah. I'm not giving up on Mm, whatever I was doing. Like, I'm excited that I have the opportunity to return to this. Yes. Okay, that's very good. Okay, um, I have in here, which I think falls in line with this, is uh, perseverance. Mm -hmm. And I specifically was thinking about perseverance 
in the actual day-to-day getting through a transaction. (laughs) I mean, sometimes solving those problems takes some real perseverance. Like you, it's not easy. Lesser agents will just let it go. Oh, well, a deal didn't work out. I mean, just think about the times when you've contacted, I mean, you've told us the story of you having to contact you know, the buyer's agent's buyer, because they're like, oh, well, can't, here's the cancellation. We're mm-hmm. done. And you're like, nope, Mm-mm. let me let me add them. I'm going to give this a go. And that's perseverance. And I think it also is the same if you're implementing a system, if you're working your database, if you're doing any of these consistency tasks, you have to really lean into some perseverance. Yeah. And it's it's hard, too, because it's like we talk about let it like letting things go and when to fight, when to rest. Yep. But perseverance really is knowing yeah. when it's time to yeah. push for something. Yes. Versus clinging to something. Do you know what I think? That doesn't work. Agree. I think that you can become better at perseverance when you're not um being inconsistent. Like when mm. you're when you're super stressed, like all the things we talked about earlier on in the in this episode, when you're feeling the stress and the overwhelm, then it's very easy to just be like, oh, I give up, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm overwhelmed. Like right. I'm just, I don't, I don't feel like I can persevere because I'm burned out. Mm-hmm. So I think they all kind of work hand in hand in that way. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? Mm, I have on here level-headedness, okay. but... I think, I don't know. I don't think that's... I would, I don't know. I mean, that's not not. It kind of just goes with um, maybe like wisdom. Wait, what did you say? But No, you said something already that sounds like that. I know. But I can't remember what it was. I'll have to go back and look, but... Okay. And then I have teaching, like being able to teach, having the heart of a teacher. Oh, that's funny because I put knowledge. Okay. <laughs> that's better. <laughs> you can you can pass on knowledge, but also I feel like you need to I like that you took a teaching angle on it. I wrote knowledge in the way that you you have to value your knowledge. You mm-hmm. have to build your knowledge. You need to be in your in your way sh- able to share your knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like knowledge is a huge virtue of a good agent. A good agent is just they have the information that they need to help their clients. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. I love it. Uh, you have another. I think that's really it. Okay. I had kindness. Yeah. Because I mean, really. You've got to be kind. I mean, you've got to be nice. Like you just really need to be kind to yourself and your clients and your other agents and just, you know, the whole operation. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I had was confidence. Mm. I feel like, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory, but that's definitely something that you can build over time. It's something that a lot of people struggle with, especially in the beginning. Yes. Do you know how you get confidence? Knowledge. <laughs> it will get you right there. Consistency. Take some classes. All of these things, yeah. yes, will build your confidence. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have one left. Okay. I when I when I do my good thinking, I was like, oh, and because of the title of the podcast, <laughs> I feel like humility really needs to be on yeah. here. I mean, that's where I think a lot of us dislike the industry. Yeah. Is it, the lack of humility. There's a lot of vain. A lot of flashy. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of flashy. A lot of look at me, check my numbers, check my car, look at my, Uh, you know, fancy operation. Yeah. The look at me. Right. Don't be that. It's not about you. Humility. (laughs) Humility is is key. Um, I 
I think these are all really good. These are great. Do you have one that you're focusing on currently? Is there anything that you feel like you're struggling with that that maybe you need work or practice? Um, I think that as I approach having the baby, yeah, I'm just trying to work on the consistency yeah. aspect of everything because things are going well uh-huh. and the systems are in place. But as you know, it's easy to get off the rail. Right. And so I'm just trying to stay on the rail. Yeah. And so that when the baby comes, yeah. I can just keep things moving right. along. I think that's you know? good. So I'm just trying to stay consistent right now yeah. with everything. The simplicity is good there. Yes. And the flexibility. Right. You're going to have lots of good, important virtues this year. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because my book club, we were texting like our resolutions. Uh-huh. And um, it's funny because normally I would have things about, you know, a lot of them are, you know, workout goals and things right. like that. And yes, that is still a goal, but also just like, I'm get, my body's going to be like nursing a child. Right. And You're like, like, I need to keep humans alive. Yes. <laughs> like in the past, I've always had, and I still, of course, want to stay healthy and active. Yes. But my maybe my goal of like certain like lifting certain weights or running a certain distance, like I'm okay. I have to kind of take that off the table this year. Maybe your goal is just to move. Right. Sometimes. Right. And, when, and when drink possible. water. Yeah. I think this, but look, those are actually really <laughs> admirable goals. I tried to keep it. It was funny because I was like, I'm going to just keep it really simple. That's, that is and that's important. okay. I that's think, what I can handle right now. That's the problem. I don't want anyone to listen to the episode and be like, oh, there's so many. Mm. I'm going to have five words of the year. I'm mm-hmm. going to try to work on three of these things. Like you take one thing for yeah. a little bit and focus and then... Oh, focus is a good one, too. Oh. (laughs) The longer we sit here, the more virtues we could think of. Mm -hmm. But I think I I, most importantly to me was when we were describing these and when I wrote them down, I wanted them to come from a place of positivity. Yes. Like these are things that are wonderful, happy, good qualities, something to focus on in your business that is the opposite of feeling bad and overwhelmed and stressed Mm -hmm. and, you know, competitive and all of those things. Like instead be thinking about grace and simplicity and efficiency and consistency and anything, I guess, that ends in a Y. Yeah. I mean, like just, just pick some things that speak to you for 2021 and and beyond Mm -hmm. and, and just work on them and then come back and pick another. Perfect. I love it. This was good. I needed it. Oh, I did too. It's always good to remember. And it's good to think, what are you good at on this list? Yeah. Like, oh, yes, I am good at that. Lean into that. Mm -hmm. Then add another. Like, don't feel like... Do you have something you feel like you need to work on? Oh, gosh. Probably... I don't... Efficiency still. Mm -hmm. I think I'm relatively efficient. It's always a mindset block for me because I have the perfectionist tendencies, so five or 10 minutes to me does not feel like enough time to get it done. Right. Like right. You want to have your candle and your uh, I need to be at the and desk, desk and I got to yeah. do the thing. Yeah. So maybe I'll just work on being a little bit more flexible with my efficiency. Mm-hmm. I, I like that it. would be good. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Oh, we have a toast. Yay. Let me tell you all about it. Um, today's toast comes from Melody Newman. Melody oh. is in our market. So yes. she's in Baton Rouge. She's actually in my office. Okay. So that's very exciting. And she wanted to toast to Lindsay Brow. I guess I'm saying that right. Bro, I think. Bro. B R 
Oh, oh you? you? I love Lindsay. Oh, do you? Well, super. <laughs> we um, used to work out together. Did you really? Yeah. Great. Okay, well, she's toasting Lindsay Bro, who introduced her to real estate. She's Aww. so caring and kind. That's She is. She that. is caring and she kind. She is. And I just really it. happy. Oh. And joyful. She has the virtues. She has the virtues. What a perfect person to toast. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, cheers to Lindsay. Yeah, that's she's awesome. doing great. Oh, that's too. good. She's new. She's not new, but I feel like it's kind of like... Everyone's new to you. Everyone's new. You're an old lady now. I did a transaction with her, I guess, three years ago. She's okay. like three or four years in. I would call that newish. Newish, but she's doing so good. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, cheers to Lindsay. Cheers, Lindsay. And thank you to Melody. Thanks. Okay, y'all have an awesome day. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.